0: So we're back, hello and welcome to this episode of Steelfur Speaks. I am of course, as always, Steelfur, Finbar, also called Finbar, London-based Flesh and Blood player, uh, ProQuest second place finisher, um, you know, once some RTNs too, that seems like a world ago given the aggressiveness of the new Flesh and Blood tournament schedule. Um, I want to talk about the Pro Tour New Jersey, I'm going to be there, it's going to be awesome. I am sadly down here at the bottom of the list on the transferred PTIs. I arranged a transfer of a PTI to myself as unfortunately I did not win one. Uh, I had a bit of a rough ProQuest season, I didn't really have a lot of time to practice and then ended up coming second in the last event of the season. Big Fs in chat for me I guess um so i'm happy enough to get that transfer i'm happy enough to be going i was going to be going anyway to play in the calling but i'm really glad to be playing in the pci so thank you to the person who has given that to me it is really appreciated and i hope to do you proud i'm not coming out like you know some of the people practice this game a lot harder than i do i'm not going to put a massive boast there and say i'm going to win the tournament i would love to make day two at least preferably day three but i you know if i make day two i'll be super happy um, if not, you'll find me in the calling with everyone else who's good, but not not good enough. So yeah, this is going to be awesome. Going out to New Jersey on the Wednesday, I think, to be ready for the Friday start. Um, and obviously, of course, we have the calling in Krakow before then, which I will be attending. I'm just working out my flights and accommodation with some mates. So that's going to be very fun. I'm really excited to see some Blitz play. I'm really pleased with where Blitz is right now. It just seems really fun. I've been playing Kano again. Kano has got some new toys. It's just hilarious to melt people when they think they're going to kill you. Shouldn't have emptied that hand, bro. Um, So yeah, this is really exciting. Um, Let's just talk a bit about the event calendar. Um, This is entirely speculation, but one of my friends has drawn up what they consider to probably be the rough event schedule for the year. Uh, just based on things we've heard from um, James White and other interviews. And, of course, an idea of when we uh, need events to happen in order to have meta shifts and keep things exciting. So, obviously, we started off in, in January to February with Everfest here. We have the ProQuest season, the first skirmish season, and then the first Pro Tour. There's a few callings happening in between here. Then, of course, we have June, which is pretty much guaranteed um to be the new pr- set we have a pre-release uh schedule which is going to be in europe um we have another ProQuest season here and we have an idea that the french pro tour is going to be happening in august There is a bit of a question in my head whether there will be a third Pro Tour in APAC somewhere, but I would understand them only doing two Pro Tours this year because, as you can see, the schedule is pretty packed as it is. So we're going ProQuest immediately after the Pro Tour, which will be the same meta as the Pro Tour, Uh, then into a new set release, into a series of skirmishes, which will probably be limited and draft skirmishes and blitz where that's not possible, into the French Pro Tour, which is looking like, uh, my guess is it's going to be um, early in August, probably not on the bank holiday weekend for France because that would be a bit awkward. Remember the French go on holiday for a lot of August so you don't really want to schedule that too early. Um, but it may be sort of early August before people have had really gone on holiday with their families to give them a chance uh, to get the um, get the Pro Tour out of the way and then get into their their summer holiday with their family i think if you schedule it mid august uh it really just causes a lot of problems for people in france and on the continent um in fact i really just don't see i don't think you can schedule this mid august but anyway it is what it is so we're going to do our skirmish season we're going to go into pro tour 2 then we have to have road to nationals uh because there needs to be three months of xp grind probably to get into nationals uh, then we have set release number three, because Nationals wants to be a fresh meta. Um, this is going to be the supplemental set. We know that from um, from the James White interview with the Ida Finia. Um, then we're going to have another skirmish season three. And there's just a big question mark about world championships. So within this whole season, there's some battle hardens missing. There's some callings missing. Um, there's two battle hardens in in spain and germany going on here there'll be a few more in other places in the world there's going to be a few callings there's going to be the calling in krakow there's a calling in taiwan there's going to be a few more callings those are all going to reward ptis as well as the pro tour those ptis can be rewarded uh, redeemed for the world championships the speculation is that some point between december and january 2023 we're going to have a big world championship event probably in America because that's where the largest player base concentrated is at the moment, probably in somewhere like Las Vegas Um, and all the PCIs from Nats, uh, Pro Tours, Callings, Battle Hardens will be redeemable for this World Championships event. There will probably also at this point be an ELO invitation because there will have been a few ELO rated events happening so maybe this will be our first ELO invitation. I really hope there is not an XP invitation for this as well though I imagine there could be but if there is i really hope that it's a limited number from each country rather than an overall xp um sort of thing i kind of need them to disincentivize online grinding i think only xp earned from w- events run within your country should be eligible um, for the world championships and i also think that only the, to- the top like 20 players from your country should get an invite um on 90 day and lifetime maybe rather than the top 100 they really need to do something about the xp grind um And if they use XP for any tournaments, again, they need to keep that in mind. So this is a rough idea of the schedule with a few other things put in mind. Um, This is really just to balance like set releases, keeping things fresh for big events like nationals, worlds, keeping things fresh uh, for skirmishes and the pro tours, um, and really giving people a lot of options to have a lot of fun. It does feel kind of weird... That this proquest meta is happening in the same meta as the pro tour one um when really it would be so much better if this was happening afterwards but maybe they just don't want to run a pro Quest right in the middle of summer right after a new set has just released personally i think that's a mistake um i would run it slap bang in the middle of like june july after the set comes out before the the first pro tour but i guess they kind of want it over with so that people can have an idea of whether or not they're going to this pro tour a few months in advance and one of the themes of my feedback towards LSS recently has been they need to publish schedules a lot more in advance about when people are going to be expected to do things because a lot of people I know have paid to go to the Pro Tour and if they knew that there was going to be another one in France and the Pro Quest season was going to start the same weekend as the Pro Tour, they probably would not have decided to go to the Pro Tour in America. So please, LSS, if you're watching this video, maybe one of you is. Um, I know Chris Bewley might be a fan of me. Um maybe because he's another ninja player so we have something in common um you know you need to start publishing an event schedule for the year it doesn't have to have things 100% set in stone it does have to give a rough idea of you know early august mid-august people will accept a little bit of like flexibility and tolerance there's a lot of things going on in the world you can't control covid um, conflicts things like that but at least coming out with an idea of okay this set's coming out here this set's coming out here our main pro tours are going to be early may late august uh nationals is going to be november skirmish seasons are going to be march to april june to july october to november world championships will be in december that gives people a good idea of basically what when to pull their money for and when to basically, <laughs> I'm saying basically a lot tonight, it's because I'm quite tired um, I don't have this problem, my girlfriend is very supportive of my hobby, um, but not everyone's is, and Also, you have a family, and if you have a family, you have to negotiate who's going to look after the kids, who's going to invest a lot of energy that it takes to look after them alone, and who's going to manage all of these things by themselves while you're away playing Flesh and Blood. I have many friends, you know who you are, who do have to basically regulate how many events they're going to go to, how often they're going to go to tournaments, when they're going to play, with their wife because they cannot leave uh, their partner solely responsible for all of their children management of those things looking after the house and all these other things that have to be done when you have a family and you have responsibilities those people need to understand when and how to most optimally spend their time to get the best out of every year of flesh and blood right and if that means going to skirmish seasons because they're happening every three months and just playing locally traveling an hour to tournaments and having a really good time playing blitz playing limited at skirmishes and avoiding the pro tours the pro quests um you know the battle hardens and all those things but then maybe going to the road to nationals and trying to be a national level competitor rather than a global level competitor um is kind of important or whether or not you're going to go to say pro tour one which is in america and it's a big deal or pro tour two which lines up better with your work schedule um but doesn't line up with your family schedule. Like It's just important to know all this information in advance. And I know that LSS are going to be wary of giving this out early because they've been having problems. But realistically, this is what we're going to need next year is just a rough event schedule calendar so that people can decide when there are this many events going on. I know plenty of people who are like, I wouldn't have paid the entry for that. I wouldn't have traveled to this. I wouldn't have um you know use my parents to babysit the kids that weekend if i had known that this other tournament was happening in a month's time i'd much prefer to be playing that format in this way i need these events to be announced more in advance and i had a similar thing i would have gone to the battle hardened and skirmish in leeds but three weeks before my company was planning an away trip to scotland and they said okay we can organize it any of these three weekends in scotland does anyone have any clashes or will we just organize it on the first weekend everyone's a free I said, okay, cool, no clashes, let's organize it on the 17th, 18th of March. And then two weeks later, um, maybe I'm getting the timings wrong, I think it was maybe two months ago they were asking those questions, and then a a a couple of weeks later, flab comes out and says oh there's this really huge tournament on that weekend my company would have had zero problem changing the weekend that we were doing our so i'm, I'm assuming a lot but because we hadn't even started scheduling it yet if i had said look I'm, I'm away that weekend there's a huge card game tournament on my company is really supportive of my card gaming my boss watched the stream of UK Nationals, um, specifically to watch my games and chime into the commentary. If I'm going to the Pro Tour, when I get back, they'll be like, how did you do? If I do well, they'll be like, that's amazing. They'll be really supportive. If I had said, I have a really big card tournament I need to go to because I need to get into this tournament. I need to get an invite. They would have been like, okay, that's cool. We'll just do it the next weekend. Maybe. Uh, But I could have at least had that conversation um, because there really wasn't that much in between us scheduling it one way or another. Um, So you know that's my point fab just kind of needs to give a bit more information so we do have a pro quest season two coming up it is worth noting that gem is now allowing you to assign heroes and reminding you if you haven't assigned heroes this is just to smooth out uh the collection of hero data and the living legends leaderboard we're going to talk about the living legends leaderboard in a second um also just you know we have the announcements for the ProQuest Season 2. Some of what is contained in here is a little bit disappointing. Again, I had hoped that the ProQuest Season 2 would be here. Um, So I'd hoped we get new set in June, ProQuest Season 2 here with the new set, and then run into the Pro Tour with this new set meta after being tested in the ProQuest. And also I was kind of hoping because the Pro Tour in France so what I've seen so far is going to be limited and classic constructed. That some of these pro quests could have been limited pro quests after that new set has come out, but it's happening earlier than I'd liked, and it is all going to be classic constructed. And in a bit of a misstep, it is all going to be the same classic constructed format as the Pro Tour, um, which is, I think, a bit, I think that's just a bit of a misstep. I think people are going to have had quite a lot of this format by the time that gets around not everyone is going to the pro tour but a lot of people are helping people practice for the pro tour so these emails went out today so your local event should have an idea of whether or not they sh- they can um host one uh they should have got an email today i know my local store didn't um efs chat <laughs> but a store local to me will have just not my local local store uh the prizes is one random drop gold foil card Um, and one dragon shield op display so the top eight will get a special set of limited edition sleeves which is kind of cool Uh, though given that everyone was getting a cold foil hero um, for making the top eight in the last it does feel like a bit of a step down to get some limited edition sleeves but we are going to have to see how cool they are uh, therefore how much in demand they are it depends if they are the sleeves that we've seen from dragon shield that were on sale so the hero sleeves or whether they are something a bit more exciting um hopefully there's something very very spicy just to keep people interested otherwise it's going to feel like a bit of a step down to go from playmats um and cold boy heroes to sleeves that you may not even like um so we'll have to see we'll have to see how the demand is for these we'll have to see how popular they are uh because remember part of Going to ProQuest is getting promos that are worth something, so you can potentially pass them on to other people. Um, the Gold Drop coal foils, really popular, delighted to see those coming back. Um, it is a bit frustrating looking at this price structure that these really are all or nothing events, and that's fine if your ProQuest is like 16 people, but if your ProQuest is like 70 people or 80, has been seen in like somewhere like the Netherlands having one prize for the top player having some sleeves for everyone else and having one invite uh, is really kind of a miss um so you know it does feel a bit i don't know there should be some sort of in, in my opinion right if you're running at this stage if you're running a 60 person plus pro tour there should be two invites right you've made it to the finals ahead of 58 other people and you lose out on the invite to a Pro Tour by like this much. I feel like that is just not good enough at this stage of the game. Because remember, I say that all of these new games should be reasonably inclusive at the start. Um, You should set out with an idea of how many people you want to invite. So the event size is 500 people. Okay, cool. So we need to get 500 people to the Pro Tour every single time we are doing a Pro Tour. And when the game's... Reasonably sized, you start off by saying, okay, loads of people can come. And then as the game grows more, you have to tighten up those criteria. Less and less people get invites, but you still keep that number of people that you're aiming for. I would have happily seen, and this may sound a bit harsh to people who got invited that way, 50 less people qualify from the 100 XP whatever, and an extra two people invited from the bigger quests. Right. Because one of the things we're going to see here is if we we do a bit of a bit of work on this and let's actually do a bit of work on this. So let's actually do a bit of work on this. Let's get data. Uh, data, get data from web. Just one second. Let me bring up that page again because I need to. Need to copy it. Yeah, get data from web. OK. Organized play qualified players. This should work. Um, I'm just basically going to look to grab the table and count the number of entries. I could do it manually, but I'm kind of lazy. Um, all right, a few minutes later, not that many actually, to be honest, Excel is very friendly. Um, and you've just had a bit of a free Excel tutorial if you didn't know how to do this already. Uh, and all that data has been pulled out into lovely, lovely sheets. Uh, if anyone's worried about me having their name, I will delete this after I finish recording this video. But if we look at all of these, we have the first place finishes from the ProQuest. Uh, we have the XP finishes. We have the pass downs from ProQuest. And we have the transfers. Now, if we look at this, I'm trying to remember exactly how many ProQuests were played. You can also see who's got that really elusive four digits. Um, Four digit uh, fab number, which is from, of course, the early days of fab. Um, We can see that there are 180, sorry, 250 first place qualifiers, 180 people qualifying from XP, 118 passed downs, seven transfers for a total of 455 people invited to the tournament. Now, I know for a fact, because I've seen the message it best mention it, there are a, sorry, that's Discord. Uh, There are a few people who are missing from this list. So this number will go up slightly. We also probably haven't seen all the people who are going to transfer, who have actually. We've seen seven so far. I suspect as the event gets a bit closer, there will be a lot more redeems of PTIs for people who start to worry about missing out the first Pro Tour ever. This may also not be their target size for Pro Tours for every Pro Tour. Uh, This might just be their target size for the first Pro Tour because they obviously want a huge first Pro Tour with a huge uh, calling as well alongside it. I wouldn't be surprised if we see 1,500 people at both combined events in New Jersey, and it's going to be amazing. It is worth noting, of course, that you know 251st place qualifiers there were only 18 pass downs it is quite interesting to wonder how many um of these were burnt so like how many went to people who didn't and just won't go i know the last pro quest i went to where i came second uh the person who came first um knew he well, didn't know he couldn't get a visa until he dug into it a bit more later that day, and now he, he can't, and that's fine. Um, you know, he had the right to try and figure it out. But I know that that invite is burned. It'll be also very interesting to see how many others get burned just from people who won because they wanted a gold foil, because they wanted to win a... um Win a proquest for the fame and everything that comes with, but obviously didn't want to come. Or how many people thought that this proquest invitation was transferable or sellable, uh, which of course it wasn't. Sad face if you if you thought you were going to do that, um and therefore got it and then realized they couldn't do anything with it. it. Also wondering just what happened to the other twenty people on the XP list. Maybe they were already invited um, through the proquest wins, but I would have thought there'd be a bit more overlap on that front uh but i mean we could reasonably quickly sort of see that there are people already overlapped on that list so if we just do let's just put these two together and let's just see how much overlap we've got mm-hmm. i am an excel wizard uh yeah cool And then just delete a, find and select. We'll just sort A to Z, auto sub, auto sum. Interesting. All right, so let's just play a really quick game. I suspect this number is going to be quite high. Um, just counting duplicates, One, two, three, four, five, um, six, Seven. Uh eight, nine, okay, so there's only actually twenty overlap, which is actually pretty good. Um, so that's twenty invites that are just straight away because the person has two invites uh, which is a bit of a flaw of combining the XP system with the ProQuest system Um, it feels very very bad I would say if you came second in an event to one of these people who also qualified on the XP list then that invite was lost, um, did not pass down to you Um, but obviously you know it is a bit tricky as well um, because you know there's no way to approve the xp list before the pro quests are happening uh but i mean lss could have obviously just kept a record of everyone who qualified on xp and then just made sure that if they got a first place finish just passed down the invite to the second place at that tournament it doesn't look like they've done that but that would have been quite nice to see because what we're talking about here is essentially people not getting not getting into the Pro Tour, who probably would have tried quite hard to get into the Pro Tour, um, played an event, came second, and then just not getting in, but losing out to someone who is already qualified through other means. I'm not saying it's on the players either, because if you were on this list of 100 uh, people on the XP list, then you know how much of a grind it was staying on that list. I know quite a few people who were hovering around the 90s to 97s and had to go to multiple armories a day just to get that xp going so i'm not i'm not putting any blame on you guys um i would happily take a pro quest win even if i was trying to get in on xp because that would just guarantee that i get in i mean i can stop the grind and if i then get in on xp as well that's not my problem but maybe it would have been nice to see some sort of acknowledgement of that maybe the people who came in on the xp list didn't then get to qualify on the first place list and as LSS has a record of who these people are, you would be very, very easy to go into the system, find out the event they won, and pass down that prize to the second place um, and send them a nice email saying, hey, you got invited to the ProQuest. That sounds really nice to me. But that is obviously not what happened. And that's kind of okay. Um, but, you know, we'll kind of see how they do it better next time. This is, of course, the first the first time... Uh, that they've done a pro tour i think there's a lot of chances for improvement with this system um, i think elo invites instead of xp invites are one of the ways that system will eventually improve but for now we have what we have um, yeah it is worth noting as well i just want to talk briefly about um, about living legend and it's just worth acknowledging that after bravo's starvo's recent win um, at the uh, pro, the at the calling in Indianapolis, he yeah, is uh, is now on eight hundred fourteen points. Uh, there are two battle hardens coming up, uh, which are worth thirty points each. There is of course um, another calling happening in Taiwan. Um, it does not look like Starro will get um, Living Legend before the Pro Tour. But if he wins the Pro Tour or any number of the Pro Quests after the Pro Tour, it is very likely that he will be Living Legend before the next set comes out. So it will be very interesting to see how LSS handle this, because obviously you have a hero that's gone from release to um, Living Legend, pretty much going to be the fastest ever, hopefully, in the game. It kind of shows that his design was a bit imbalanced because he won so consistently, so many tournaments right from release, even you know, people tweaked the deck and then he just started winning, which is a bit bad. Um, and even overtaking other previously quite oppressive heroes like Chain and Briar to just race towards Living Legend. And it's part of two sort of discussions. The first discussion is there's a lot more tournaments being played, which means that there's a lot more opportunities to earn Living Legend points. Uh, but aside from that, of course, um, it's also just the power of Bravo and how consistently he wins Um, Tournaments, which means that he's just constantly shooting up in living legend but i do think it is an indication of a problem potentially with the living legend system in terms of as the number of events that are being held grows the number of living legend points you're going to get are going to grow as well so you know you have to deal with that problem but also there is also just the problem of heroes not being tested enough and then coming straight off the bat with um you know with this really powerful um you know with this really powerful uh gameplay strategy that basically means that they win quite a lot because they weren't really balanced properly i personally feel like bravo wasn't particularly balanced properly um designed fun but i feel like fun design in flesh and blood when it's very very tightly tuned at this stage um is a bit of a risk um just you know just in terms of you have to test these ideas first they can't just be fun i'm not saying don't make heroes fun um especially when it's going to a class that has quite a deep card pool already because we've seen three uh we've seen two sets with guardian in as versus some classes that haven't even had two sets yet um and of course guardian got cards from crucible everfest uh aria and from welcome to wraith whereas other classes have not had cards from all those sets yet um and of course you know he also starver just has access to all of those elemental cards from that set as well which is a huge boon to him in terms of just playing the best cards essentially that came out in aria um as most of the best cards aren't class locked they're element locked and just be able to turn those into a really powerful deck so it'll be interesting to see the next um bad restricted list change is coming on april the 5th i think so in two weeks time we will of course be hopefully live on that day doing hot take reactions to those so stay tuned for that and always have a great time enjoy playing flesh and blood uh, the meta is actually really fun now even despite the fact that starvro is so powerful um it is still really fun prism is really fun chain is really fun viscerai is really fun um so just keep playing the game it's gonna be really fun the pro tour is going to be super exciting I look forward to seeing tons of you there. I will be the guy wearing a t-shirt that says steel fur. I will be the guy with the steel fur sleeves. Um, Do come and say hello to me. Uh, I'm more than happy to meet as many of you as possible while I'm in America. Talk to you all soon and have a great week.